place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Time I was somebody else in another life. I sold myself way back then, back when I was new. Hey everybody, how's it going? Aloha. You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 144, where we recommend and lightly review the best of the brand new comic books that just came out day before yesterday. Wednesday, new comic book day, February 7th. And this particular podcast. Every morning it wakes up without a scratch on it, not a dent in the fender. It's immortal. <laughs> I am your comic book love and host, Chris Latori. Thank you so very much for listening. I hope that you and the people you love and you dig in your life are doing well and feeling well. Please never miss an issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just subscribe to it and follow us along on the social medias. There's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all in one name. Easy to find, at Sunspots Comics. And please check out our robust podcast feed. It is packed with some seriously great comic book recommendations, so check that out. So some fast thank yous and a couple of, and one quick shout out. Just want to first thank our brand new sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Check them out at popuptea.com. If you love all kinds of nerdy shirts, then you're going to squeal when you see the just amazing list of shirts that Pop-Up Tees has on their site. It's a huge selection, all kinds of nerdy stuff. Just go to popuptea.com slash collections slash Sunspots Comics. You can actually see some shirts that I recommend of the comic book variety, of course. And don't forget to use the promo code Sunspots Comics to get 25% off of your order, your entire order. doesn't even matter if it's clearance items. You'll still get 25% off using the promo code Sunspots Comics. I love that Pop-Up Tea also has standard sizing, but then you have the option of like slimmer sizes if needed. I like that because I buy double X because I really wear an XL, but it fits a little slimmer. I like that. It's a little longer. So there's some options there. Please check out all their nerdy fun shirts at popuptea.com. And of course, don't forget, Sunspots Comics is the promo code. Stick it in there and you will get 25% off your order. Also, thank you to my good friend that did our and sang our Sunspots Comics theme song, Nick Papa George. He's a buddy of mine. It's a lovely theme song. I love it. Thank you, Nick. Please check out his band. It's called Solution. He is the lead singer. He's the guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net for some samples of their music, some links to some upcoming show dates. If you love reggae and rock and ska and just overall like feel-good music, you're going to love Solution. Please check them out. Their Facebook is facebook.com slash solutionreggae. And also thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his work on our Sunspots Comics spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son, Jables, and his two friends, Moises and Matt. Hey, dudes, what's up? They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. They talk about movies, TV shows of all genres, not just comic books, and they also play just a goofy game at the very end, so listen all the way through. They even usually stick in a little funny Easter egg or two. Episode 13 is available. It's called Unscripted. It's the newest episode with yours truly. Yes, me. I'm a guest. Jables and I just kind of go off the cuff and talk about things that just roll into our heads. 
Uh, there's movies in there, there's TV shows, there's comic books, we talk about books, we talk about what we bought from Costco, it's all over the place. That's why it's called Unscripted, but it's fun. Have a chuckle or two and check it out, have some laughs, you will. Please subscribe to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, you'll get the Sunspots Comics scene automatically, the Sunspot Scene Podcast, um, but it's also available on all the other podcatchers, like SoundCloud, etc. It's a fun time, check it out, follow them on Instagram, at Sunspots Scene. And also, I wanted to give uh, one quick shout-out and thank you to a listener, uh, listener Super GJP, for giving us five stars and a lovely review on iTunes. Just thank you so very much, Super GJP. I'm very grateful for the positive feedback. I really appreciate it. It totally just warmed my huge nerd heart. Uh, I want to do a little something back. Give me your address. Send it to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'm going to mail you a little comic book prize that I'm putting together here. A little mini fun box, if you will. I've got some comic book Lego figures right here. I've got some shiny comic book pins. Not the kind you write with, but the kind you stick upon your lapel. And I even maybe have a comic book or three for you. So hit me up, Super GJP, with your address. I'm going to mail it out to you as just a thank you for taking the time out and giving us five stars on iTunes with your positive review. I really appreciate the positivity. Thank you very much. Super GJP. <laughs> so now on to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 144, starting out with some stuff that's been floating up inside my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged so deeply, so very just embedded inside of me, is that my name and face can be seen in Aftershock Comics. I mean... That's amazing. If you go to any of the Aftershock comics coming out this month, like Baby Teeth issue number 8, uh, Alters number 10, Cold War number 1, brand new number 1 from Aftershock comics, you will see my name and my face in there. I'm truly humbled to be given special thanks in the credits. Go look at the credits page, you'll see my name. So very cool, uh, right behind the cover page. And my giant mug <laughs> in this uh, comic shop tour picture page at the very back of all Aftershock comics that are coming out in the month of February. So it's always been on my bucket list to be an A comic uh, in some capacity and uh, you know, eventually work hard enough to be maybe have the writing credit, which is what I'm working on with my own comic. But with Aftershock comics, I'm not only just one, I'm in thousands. <laughs> like all the comics that are printed in the month of February will have my name and gigantic head in it. But thank you, Aftershock Comics. Our partnership just continues to bring me absolute joy in my life in so many ways. But I just, I'm looking at them right now. I have Evolution, uh, Animosity Evolution, issue number four, advanced copy, and Baby Teeth, issue number eight, which has been one of my favorite Aftershock Comics of all time. And there's my name, and there's my face. It's crazy. It's a humbling, amazing, awesome thing. Thank you, Aftershock Comics. But check it out if you want to see my name and my face in a comic. It's kind of cool. And the next thing that's bouncing around in my nerdy frontal lobes is that Deadpool number two, uh, which comes out May 18th, by the way, and Venom, which comes out October 5th. Their trailers are out. You can see them right now. If you haven't already seen them, uh, the internet, I guess, has just exploded from this. <laughs> I'm not going to describe them scene by scene because I'm spoiler sensitive, and maybe you are too, but they look amazing. Um, Deadpool, of course, looks hilarious. <laughs> so much hijinks, goofy hijinks going on there with Deadpool 2. Uh, go look at them once. Yes, once. <laughs> then just completely forget about what you saw 
completely forget anything that's mentioned or any visual sort of cues of the Venom and Deadpool uh, two movies that are coming out so that it's fresh and it's surprising when you see them. I'm a big advocate of that. I always have been. Oh, that reminds me too. I need to get my tickets for Black Panther. Uh, it comes out February 16th. So uh, there you go. Just a couple of trailers and the Black Panther movie all up inside. Remember, I can't wait. I mean, what a beautiful time it is to be alive. Get three comic book movies in a short amount of time. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> and the last thing that's floating around in my nerd brain is I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And like I said, it's a bucket list thing since I was just a tiny, ooh, little baby. Actually, I was kind of a giant baby, but uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to create my own comic book and I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing the writing, the lettering, the coloring, and my friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous art. I wanted to give him a plug. Please check him out on Instagram at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your lovely art. Uh, Zombie Destroyers, if um, you want just a quick update, we're working on the last three pages of the final uh, three pages of the first issue of Zombie Destroyers. And, and so far, it's exceeded my expectations. I'm so happy. It's lovely. Um, to give you a quick gist, it's a character of four. They're, they're a family unit. And their mission is to destroy zombies, not just run and hide and live amongst them. And they have powers. They have unique abilities. So it's my own little twist and my own little genre. I've been writing it for years. And it's just something that I'm finally going to put on the page and do it. If you'd like to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go to my website. It's uh, sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll see six sample pages. The cover page is there. The first four issues. And even this cosplay picture of Jordan's dad dressing up as a character I created. It's bananas. I love it. But please go check out sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers if you want to see what my comic book looks like. It's so awesome. And uh, also, just quickly, I want to mention a segment. We've got an interview potentially coming up next week with a comic book creator. But our segment is called Spotlighting. In that segment, we sit down with comic book creators. Uh, I know it's difficult out there. I'm trying just to be one myself. But if you have some, uh, if you're an independent comic book creator and you want to sit down, have a nice little chit chat with me here on the Sunspots Comics podcast, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to support you. I'd love to promote your independent comic book work and help people find it and check it out. So all you got to do is just send me a copy of your review work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course, message me on all the social media at Sunspots Comics. But I want to do my part to help to getting your independent comic book out there. So it looks like we will have one. Uh, interview lined up for next podcast issue number 145 so tune in for that so now on to my favorite part of the sunspots comics podcast which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where i pick my favorite brand spanking new comic books that just came out day before yesterday it's friday night uh wednesday february 7th new comic book day and of course semi-spoiler-ish alert but really have no fear do not worry I work seriously hard to just inspire you to buy these comic books without spoiling them. Why would you do that? I never discussed the last couple of pages. I only cover some of the interesting points that makes up these lovely comic books. But just in case you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to see everything encapsulated that is all about Sunspots Comics, to see everything that I'm reading, to see my favorite picks of the week, all the way going back to May of 2015, to see just a... Uh, Say, for instance, you want to see a list of all the comic book movies coming out in 2018. I put it all there. I've encapsulated it on my website, sunspotscomics.com. Uh, click on the pull list, for instance. You can see the just recently updated 129 titles that I'm currently reading. I just updated it. So I every single week, I put a little love into it. I simplify it. I keep it fresh 
check out sunspotscomics.com. Very proud of it, so check it out. Now the art team. Yes, every week I pick an art winner and a cover artist winner. They'll start out with the artist winner of the week this week. It was Jason Fabic for Swamp Thing, winter special number one uh, from DC Comics. Please follow him at F or at J Fabic. It's J F A B O K on everything. He's all over the social media with that. But Jason Fabic was definitely inspired by the passing of the Swamp Thing creators. Uh, he poured his heart and soul into this Swamp Thing comic book. It it truly is a worthy tribute. Way to go, Jason. You can just tell that you really spent some amazing time on this because you just loved it. Uh, his realistic lines are just amazing, and there is a ton of lines in this. Uh, the attention to detail was definitely 1.21 gigawatts. Off the chart here. <laughs> that's the highest, that's the top of the scale as far as I can go when it comes to comic book art. It's just gorgeous. He, I, I love that he captured the soul of the character Swamp Thing. That's the most important part. With sort of the emotion in the eye and how it's he, his heart is broken by when he sees things that are dying or suffering. Um, Jason Fabic's fantastic, epic wide shots, these landscapes that he does of like snowy tundra and these lush humid swamps are just breathtaking. His art is gorgeous. Check it out. Swamp Thing Winter Special from DC Comics. Art by Jason Fabic. A plus. A plus, I'm telling you. And this week's cover artist winner, man, what a cover it is. It's Isad Ribic for Versus, issue number one from Image Comics. Follow him on Twitter at E-R-I-B-I-C. This cover has such a unique death stare <laughs> from the main character on this cover. He has those this eye of the tiger piercing eyes that are just so realistically frightening. You gotta see this. He's just angry. It's just this scowl, but it's gorgeous. And the strange, like, orange, red, yellow, and navy blue coloring in this... Uh, even the lime green font on the word versus it just oddly oddly enough it all goes together perfectly it's just it's just glorious easily this week's cover artist winner go and check it out versus from image comics Esad Ribic, you are amazing i love the work that he did on thor if you ever want to just go see some glorious art go look at uh, his work on thor it's uh, unforgettable it's absolutely gorgeous and the breakdown! This week, I actually read 17 comic books, and seven of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's excellent. That is an excellent week of comic books right there. And new number ones. I always let you know when there are new number ones to kind of point them out and highlight them so you can jump right into those. It's lovely when that happens that uh, they're just, you can jump in to a new number one and be there from the beginning so you're not missing anything there were two this week two brand new number ones and both of them made it to the top pick list which is great and i'll discuss them in the countdown in just a sec so let's get into my top comic book recommendations this is the great ones list of comic books brand new stuff that just came out wednesday new comic book day february 7th I can't believe I read all 17 in two days. I was just on a tear. And luckily there was a, it was a light dialogued week overall. But I do consider these comic books I'm about to discuss to be the best of the new comic books that came out this week. So please go buy them. Please support your local comic book shops. Now on to the countdown. Here we go. <laughs> there are seven this week. Coming in at number seven is from Image Comics. It's Coyotes, issue number four. This is... From story by Sean Lewis and art by Caitlin Yarsky. And man, it's an end of an arc here. 
it's definitely leading to this awesome new arc that's that they're building. I'm liking where this is going. This centers around this big fight between Red and her abuelas, <laughs> which are great characters, like these grandma characters, and the queen mother, and this giant werewolf named Seth. So it's all coming down to a big fight. Uh, they also spend a little time with the origin of the werewolf minions, which they're kind of called coyotes. That's kind of explained as to why it's called coyotes, but centered around werewolves. Very cool, unique little premise. I like that a lot. I won't tell you all of it, so please check that out. <clears throat> but Red's uh, friend Eyepatch is seriously, seriously injured. Uh, is she going to make it? That's the big part of this. That's part of the core of this story. I love their friendship. It seems realistic. It's heartwarming. They're two young kids uh, fighting werewolves. Yeah. And where are these missing children? There's these missing children in this. That's finally kind of explained. Uh, things wrap up nicely. It's a very sort of clean end to an arc, but great peek into a new arc. I just dig that. It's just so well-paced. Uh, Over-the-top violence, just gory and gruesome, werewolf kind of action-packed story. The main character, Red, carries this awesome sort of katana samurai sword. Great visuals. I love how large this main werewolf, Seth, is. It just takes up the entire comic. And the way that the lettering is done is just absolutely vicious. The way that it's sort of scraggly lines and really oversized panels. But they don't get in the way of the art. So if you want some great werewolf action fought by a little little kids ultimately but then there's these grandma characters that are sort of super powered like yoda beings it's great check out coyotes it is a fun good time gruesome violence though that kind of fun if you like that but check out coyotes fantastic stuff i've been loving it it's only on issue four and i think once or twice it was on a top pick list so i highly recommend it uh very girl power but just in a gruesome violent werewolfy way <laughs> <clears throat> And coming in at number six is I Hate Fairyland, issue number 16. It's finally back. It's, it was on hiatus for a little bit. It is back. Uh, our character, Gert, who hates Fairyland and is out to destroy all of it. Uh, anything that's fun-loving and happy in, in Fairyland, she must kill, maim, and torture and destroy with bazookas and swords and dynamite and all kinds of mayhem. It's cartoony fun from Scotty Young. I... Loved it from the beginning. I strongly recommend it. Beautiful coloring by Jean-Francois Balayou. Uh, sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. I don't know French. I pretend. But cartoony, lovely, fun, action-packed. It's fluff and great. They use that terminology quite often. It's just, uh, it's they, they go fluff themselves uh, all over this. <laughs> but Gert dukes it out with the king of Hades himself. Satan. Yes, it's loaded with um, I Hate Fairyland wackiness. Because uh, <laughs> the devil tries to torture Gert, and she has just been there, done that with all sort of forms of torture. It's just funny how she's like, nope, next, nope, next, nope, that won't work. But just as Gert is being this sort of badass, and she's thinking there's no way that Satan can torture her, he finds a way, and he gets really close to cracking and breaking Gert. And that there's just that moment of realism in this cartoony, crazy, fun, hilarious I Hate Fairyland comic book. But it doesn't quite go get there. But uh, I tell you. Um, and, and it seemed like Gert was maybe finally very close to leaving Fairyland. But the devil does his devious due diligence here and figures out the worst thing he could possibly do to Gert and does it. And you got to see what it is. <laughs> but I Hate Fairyland is weird. It's hilarious. It's messed up. Thank you, Scotty Young. It's uh, fantastic. I just recently bought 
the Omnibus of Oz that was done by Scotty Young. I can't wait to uh, dig more into it. I've just read the first 10 or 20 pages, and it's fantastic. It's wonderful. But thank you, Scotty Young, for I Hate Fairyland. It always gives me a laugh and a drop-down jaw, oh my god, that's messed up moment. Always. So check out I Hate Fairyland. Fantastic stuff. Read all the previous ones. There is a cohesive, connective tissue of the of the issues, but they almost kind of stand alone as hilarity and a fun, messed up time. So check out I Hate Fairyland. And number five is The Walking Dead, issue number 176. Yeah, it's been a while since The Walking Dead has hit the countdown. But uh, man, I I love this this new community. This this massive, giant community of I guess 10,000 plus potentially here. Um, and they're being welcomed to the community, but these people are just so very smug and bossy and, and do what we say, or they're going to thud you on the head or something. It's just, I don't know. Their, their attitude is just, it's just grating on everyone in the group. We don't see Rick in this, but it centers around Michonne and princess. I love this new character, princess and Eugene. So it's just a very small little band of them have come across this mega compound called the community and in the previous issue, Michonne is still hanging on to this desperation that she has because she found a picture of her daughter who was, she presumed, dead years ago. And there's a picture there saying, have you seen my mom? So that was huge. That's a, a main character here that found out that her daughter is potentially still alive and somewhere in this community. What? Yes, crazy. I, I just feel it's fresh. It needed something like this. And it's, you know, changing sort of Michonne's just continual scowl and she's just sort of being emotional and wants to find her daughter desperately and I like that. It feels fresh, feels new. Um, again, uh, where is Rick? What's he doing? But it's fine, I'm enjoying this this freshness here. Oh, and I totally laughed out loud when I saw this this new character and he she has this absolute spitting image of Velma from Scooby-Doo. You'll see what I'm talking about. Maybe it's not intentional. Maybe it's just me, but she's got the glasses, the turtleneck sweater. It's totally Velma from Scooby-Doo, but I bet you Kirkman probably loves Scooby-Doo and was like, I'm just going to put Velma in here. It just absolutely looks like her, but I had a chuckle and I don't think it was intentional, but um, huge Kirkman style ending at the end of this, folks. And if you've ever read anything from his, you'll know what I'm talking about. I really like the twist. I wasn't kind of expecting where this is going. It felt like a fresh little twist. Ultimately, I am super excited, again, to read more Walking Dead. Like, I need it right away. So, nice to see Walking Dead back in the countdown. It's been a little while. I want to say it's been a few months. Maybe 170, maybe 165, somewhere in there. But anyway, glad to see Walking Dead jump in on this issue. It feels like you could kind of, maybe the last issue, jump right into a new fresh arc. If you've been looking for a spot to jump in. I know it's... The train of Walking Dead 176 can feel daunting, but start here. It's great. Start at 175. Trust me. Good stuff. Walking Dead. And coming in at number four is the one of the new number ones this week. There were two. It's Versus, issue number one from Image Comics. And this is the art cover winner with Esad Ribic. And this is written by Yvonne Brandon. But Esad Ribic's art is is so hyper-realistic, so very Conan the Barbarian feel and look. And this, let me give you a quick gist of Versus. It's space gladiators in space. (laughs) Space, space, space. (laughs) In this far-off future that may be actually Earth, uh, I think. And Flynn, the main character that's on the cover again with the piercing eye of the tiger eyes, is our kind of old man space gladiator (laughs) that's really seen some better days. Uh, He's aging, he's injured, but only knows... 
the Space Gladiator Arena, that's all he knows. And there is uh, maybe an alien armada approaching Earth, possibly. We haven't seen what the life form looks like, but it's like sort of encapsulated in this giant asteroid or hiding in an asteroid. But there's definitely some lights going on and flickering inside this asteroid that's approaching the planet. Is it going to just blow up the planet? Are they going to land there? Seems like it slowed down before it hit the atmosphere, so there must be something in there, but you don't know what it is yet. Mysterious. I like that. And uh, Flynn, the main character, looks and acts a lot like Yondu of, of Guardians of the Galaxy, which reminds me of. Kind of looks like him. He's sassy. He's blue. Um, or at least he's shaded in blue constantly. But it's just a ballet of violence that's been televised. It's patented. It's sponsored. It's space gladiators in, in the best way possible you can think about. It's just glorious, violent space fun. I need to know more about this visually stunning world like is it earth it kind of looks like it has the formation of earth when they're coming into the planet but maybe it's not because it does not seem on the planet very much like earth but i added this to the pulled list it's a great debut for a brand new number one Esad ribic he's top-notch artist i mean fantastic fantastic but there's some great fight fight scenes in this some really super duper high-tech sci-fi action that's going on in this space gladiator arena that's what it ultimately is and it's just televised like 24 7 so it has a little bit of that hunger games kind of feel to it but check it out versus issue number one grab it now it's just starting out let's it's a good time to get in there versus number one <clears throat> now the top three here we go the big three coming in at number three is rock candy mountain issue number eight and this is the series finale it is over i'm, I'm gonna be sad i'm gonna miss this but uh, it ends here with a with huge bangs. I'm not the hairdo bang. You know what I mean. <laughs> it goes out with some gigantic bangs here. It's the end. It's our hobo world here of Jackson, who's this kind of super hobo that has this weird book that points the direction as to where Rock Candy Mountain is. This fictitious kind of folk song that he believes is true. The devil is there. The devil's in play. It's affected his friend Slim. There's a ragtag group of people that are all sort of involved, including like a hobo gang, but it's this hobo world in boxcars traveling around, <laughs> eating cans of beans, um, but mixed in with this story of the devil and this road to redemption, ultimately, for Jackson. So he has to fight the devil, and uh, and no one man can beat Jackson, can beat our super hobo, but the devil, of course, can duplicate himself. So he uses his this devilish loophole, of course, to fight Jackson. It's a sweet ending to this epic buddy road trip, Jackson and Slim. This It, it ultimately, like I said, is a road trip of redemption. Uh, at the very end, all of the characters that we've grown to love, the gang is all here for the final fight, including Slim, who actually has kind of changed from very fearful to brave. And I really like that. I, I enjoyed it. There's definitely a an evolution of that character, Slim, and that he was down on his luck in, in sort of the stock market crash. And he was kind of this uppity person, very scared, and he's kind of found strength and found that he can trust in people. There's definitely this this moral to the story here about how it's not really about beating up the devil, ultimately. It's about coming to the realization that it's okay to need people, because Jackson doesn't need anyone. He's a tough guy, but he knows that he has to, he learns that he has to rely on people to, to overcome obstacles. And that's what the moral of this here. I love it. It's great character development. There's interesting characters in all of this. Great little write-ups in the back from Kyle Starks, by the way. He did the art and writing on this. Glorious, wonderful stuff, Kyle. Thank you so much. I've loved it. 
and it's a uh, it ends um it's a solid series finale sad to see it go only eight issues get rock candy mountain download that song from brother where art thou the uh, sound soundtrack uh get that it's uh it's just pairs so well it's glorious rock candy mountain i'm gonna miss it great stuff series finale Coming in at number two is from Image Comics also, Extremity, issue number 11. Yes, this was my winner for Best Indie Comic Book Title of 2017. And only one issue left of this, so they're wrapping it up, finishing the entire series on issue number 12. Another one I will be absolutely sad to see go, but have enjoyed the ride. It is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, this is just all-out war. The peaceful Rolo, the brother, finally picks a side here. He, he's always been hesitant to sort of be the older brother and be the Abba to the family. The warmongering father has sort of placed that responsibility upon uh, Thea here, the daughter who has lost her hand. And she's an artist at heart, but she's sort of become uh, more of a warmongering daughter. But she's also kind of now flipped things and jump to the sort of neutral side of this war but <clears throat> i love that rollo's finally picked a side and he is just just designed this awesome giant kaiju war robot that uh that's that he's flying around in it's fantastic it just feels very kind of godzilla and uh, mothra and ultraman here at the very end i love it um but ultimately they're fighting they have to fight this war bot that uh, rollo created called Shiloh, that was ultimately created for war, but he sort of reprogrammed it for peace, and that all went south. <laughs> and now this Shiloh warbot is just hell-bent on mass destruction on both sides. He doesn't even care. He hasn't picked a side, because we got the red triangle-faced faction fighting the green squared-faced faction, and then there's the sort of ragtag, ragtag sort of rebels in the middle that are sort of not trying to take a side and and do do what's right for whatever the situation sort of sort of they're faced with so i love this scene also where the they mount their dragons and ride to war they're like these feathered dragons large bird like dragon creatures and they all just mount them and they get ready for war it's a great sort of action scene a lot of fantastic poses here this is daniel warren johnson by the way he created it he's the writer and the artist doing all three here gorgeous colors by mike spicer by the way <clears throat> But, man, Thea, uh, she is more reluctant, I would say. It's funny how, not funny, but interesting how the characters that develop where Rolo now is standing up more and Thea now is more of a reluctant fighter. Um, but she's defected from her tribe and she's with these independents now. And I like that, that development of that character. But it's really come down to the final fight between the red rectangle faces and the green circle faces and this is just battle action-packed it's just war huh it's all that <laughs> but uh, please check it out it's fantastic only 11 issues 12 to finish the entire series extremity again my top pick of indie comic books the spotty winner i gave it my favorite pick of 2017 for independent title extremity issue number 11 check it out it's just all out war in this so much fun action-packed but here we go now the number one ish that because it's kind of a, it's a one shot so but the number one that beat them all the one that triumphed against all other titles that came out this week all of the comic books the one that beat them all is 
Swamp Thing. Yes, it's our artist winner, Swamp Thing Winter Special. It's uh, our art winner this week by from Jason Fabic, written by Tom King. And man, it's 80 pages, by the way. Eight zero pages. Woo! But with very little dialogue. I read this in like five minutes. Um, this really moved me emotionally. I mean, the art in this is gorgeous. The emotion upon Swamp Thing's face sells it. The sort of scared kid that's in this, uh, the way that Jason Fabic writes the kid, it's so realistic, tugs on the heartstrings. This is an absolutely wonderful tribute to the late Bernie Wrightson and Len Wein, the creators of Swamp Thing. Yes, they both passed. That's insane. But what a beautifully haunting, heroic tale about Swamp Thing trying to save this young boy from this abominable snow monster. And they don't really show the snow monster a lot too, and that builds the tension. I love that when they don't just flat out show the villain. You gotta wait for it. And also, I mean, there's so much of this, all this snow, and the, the snow and the lack of green is making Swampy have just bits of like memory loss amnesia. I like that concept. He can't sort of grasp as to what's really happening. He's confused because there's really no green. It's just all white. And I love that interesting little bit here. I even love the moment where Swamp Thing takes off his own hand and uses it as <laughs> to make fire. And he even, the hand articulates and rubs his fingers fast together using friction to create fire and the, the hand sets on fire. Just an interesting little, small little thing, but I really enjoyed that. It added this unique touch that the comic book needed and it slowed down and had just an interesting moment with that. But there is a great twist in this such a well-written twist by tom king that i did not see coming it's it's even sort of questionable as to what you're really seeing is that truly defined as what is happening i love that it makes you question it makes you want to sort of read it again and look for small little hints leading towards it it's like <clears throat> when uh you know you um when you when you aren't quite sure exactly of the sort of the true meaning of the ending of this. You got to go back to see if there's any hints or clues. It's that interesting. And it just really captivated me, me here. And I love also that ultimately Tom King captured the core of Swamp Thing to do this tribute. Oh, so perfectly, um, which is Swamp Thing's compassion for life, his willingness to sacrifice himself. I mean, I just think that, that Bernie and Len are just looking down from the comic book heavens on this issue. And they're smiling. I mean, yeah, I got emotional. I'm getting, I have the chills right now, but it's fantastic. It's a one shot. It's a hard end to this. This isn't going anywhere. Again, Swamp Thing trying to save this little boy from this snow monster as his memory is destroyed. And he's not sure if he's just lost and going in circles in this blizzard, but it is wonderful. It will stick with me. It emotionally moved me. It's a reread. I can, I, I definitely want to read it like next winter. It just because it's great with all the snow and everything. It's been 85 degrees here in California. It's like, I don't know what winter is anymore. <laughs> so this was nice to visit this. And it, it just seemed chilly and it made me sort of long for winter. But Swamp Thing, I'm a sucker for a great Swamp Thing issue. And there's even a uh, Bernie Wrightson, like maybe his potentially his very last Swamp Thing. There's a mini issuette at the end here, which is zero dialogue in it. And it's wonderful. You have to see this. And it, it doesn't um, sort of take over the whole rest of the core part of the comic. It's it's like seven pages. 
uh, written by uh, the story by Len Wein actually, and art by Kelly Jones. So gorgeous. Look at this. It's just zero dialogue, and it's these wonderful iconic moments. But you can absolutely put the story together by just from the pictures. And comics should be able to do that. Just stand alone and be able to be understood, and and enjoy the journey of a comic with no dialogue. But it's glorious stuff. It was the winner of the week. Uh, definitely get Swamp Thing Winter Special. It's phenomenal. Jason Fabic, artist winner. Glorious, glorious stuff. Check it out. So there you go. That is it. That's the whole thing. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 144. Let me close the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for all the brand new comics that I read for New Comic Book Day. February 7th. Please go to a local comic book shop, buy these immediately. Tell them Chris at Sunspots Comics sent you. Especially if you're in California, I visit comic book shops for Aftershock Comics. Chances are I've been to the that actual comic book store in California. So tell them Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you and they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, the Aftershock guy. But um, if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book I should be reading. Send me an email on that. I would love your recommendation. I'll even give you a shout out on a future podcast and talk about it. Check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Please join our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please, please, please tune in next week for issue 145 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 18 new comic books. 18, big one, next week. For February 14th, new comic book day Wednesday with two new number ones I'm hoping to get and then I hope to enjoy. So 20 potential comic books for the great ones list next week. And I hope they're all fantastic so I can recommend them to you on next week's podcast. And here's just a sneak peek into some of the comic books that are coming out next week for review for Sunspots Comics Podcast 145. In no particular order, here we go. And man, there's a... I think the one that I'm that I'm anticipating the most, that I'm so excited about, that I can't wait to read, and I'm probably going to just shed a tear is invincible issue number 144 the end the last the very i can't believe i'm saying these words the last issue of invincible number 144 is coming out next week man i cannot wait to read that it's been a fantastic journey it's been wonderful it's gonna break my heart a little bit to see um the end of an era the end of a generation the end of invincible anyway also, uh, for New Comic Book Day, Valentine's Day, February 14th, from Aftershock Comics, Baby Teeth, issue number 8. I have it right here. I'm about to read it. Blood Blister, issue number 4, from Aftershock Comics as well. Um, Captain America 698. We're approaching that 700, but these have been great. Captain America on a road trip on his motorcycle, you know, trying to win the hearts and minds. Darth Vader, issue number 11. I've been loving that. Darth Vader is so friggin' good. Uh... Jenny Finn, issue number four or four of Mike Mignola's series in the Hellboy universe. Loving, loving, loving that. And uh, Killer Be Killed, 16. So just to give you a few. Oh my gosh, Ragman, issue number five next week. So bunch of really solid, just tasty bushel of new comic books coming out next week. And uh, I'm only going to tell you about the best ones. So please subscribe, listen in, and tell a nerdy loved one to check us out. Check out our podcast here at Sunspots Comics. If you missed any of the links, don't worry. I'll put it in the podcast show notes so you can find everything there. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I threw a little positivity there your way and that I inspired you to buy some of these great new comic books. Support a local comic book store and buy these. I strongly recommend them. You will be happy. They'll bring a little joy into your life. And please help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just go to iTunes, give us some positive words, hit us with five stars. And like uh, I did earlier to Super GJP, 
I'll give you a shout out personally thank you here on a future podcast and then mail you a comic book related fun prize right to your door so be like water my friends spend some time with the ones that you love go read some comics and then do it together read some comics with the ones you love stay nerdy my friends see you next week bye bye Comics Down.